Welcome to the Post-Human Podcast. Welcome to the Post-Human Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Turner. Before we get into the show, I just want to give a quick shout out to Dan Maven and Steph War, the co-founders and CEOs of the Swarm of Sin Society, a multi-network community specializing in Twitch and Discord gaming and motivational talks and way more. The links will be in the write-up. Enjoy the show, folks. Tonight's guest, author, here to promote his uh, upcoming new book, Valor of Valhalla, Martin Kearns. Hey, how are you, Tim? I'm very good. Hey, my microphone stopped working. No, it hasn't. Lion piece of shit. It's okay. Don't worry about it. We, we just keep recording. It's uh, one in the it's one in the morning here. My technology has been on it all day. So, anyway, let's talk about your book because that's what we're here to talk about, not my audio issues. <laughs> no problem. So it's um it's a dark urban fantasy. It's the first in a three book series, um, and it's just the basic tropes of an urban fantasy. You've got kind of a reluctant hero in there. He's got a bit of a call to adventure, all of that. But I toss in just all the things I love with myths and folklore, things of that nature, spices up the story for me. And I enjoyed it. If readers enjoyed it, my wife's biased, but she enjoyed it. (laughs) She's biased. Yeah, she's definitely biased. She can't even just say this sucks. Well, I guess she could, and I'd want her to, but still. What's the she... what's the reason that she's so biased? Is it just because it's not up her street? I don't know. Biased just because she's my wife, so she's not gonna come in and hurt my feelings. Oh, uh, okay. That makes sense. <laughs> she was one of the first readers. So the, the series is called Beneath the Veil. Am I correct? Well, the series is The Valor of Valhalla. The first book is Beneath the Veil. Ah, so I've got it the other way around. It's not your fault, though, because I've got a temporary cover up. Um, My kid did a temp cover and they put the series name on it. I'll just show it to everybody. Yeah, that's the one that's on the website right now. Yeah, that's that's what I took it off. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, yeah, no problem. You're doing your research. I saw when you jumped on there. But uh, I'm a huge fan of mythology, folklore. So we'll kick into the show and talk about what inspired you. What 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 drew you to uh, folklore and mythology? And because it's a yes. strange, it's a strange topic, uh, and I know what draws me to it. Well, you're you're in the right geographic area for it. It's in your blood, it's in your DNA. Um, I'm too American to claim I'm Irish. And there's too much English flowing through me. But um, my family hails from County Mayo in Ireland, which is pretty much, you know, one of the Western counties over there. And that's where you know, the banshees were roaming the fields and all that. And it's always been kind of interesting to me to see how other authors pick and choose and they pull from little things here and there and the Wendigo and all that stuff and what they can do with stories with it. And I just, I love it. I like the way that they have takes on like gnomes and sprites because most of them, uh, same for like elves and stuff. There's quite a lot in uh, Irish mythology and folklore. Mm. It's very strange. Um, I, I'm, hey. I'm, 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 it draws me. Um, just as growing up as a, a kid, I was always inter- uh, interested in like supernatural things and 
paranormal. See, I've covered over that well then. <laughs> um, but, but then gr- growing up, I sort of went off things and went into a bit of like fantasy stuff. But now I'm a bit older. I uh, look at the conspiracy side of it and then, which sounds strange for folklore, but I've got my own conspiracies involved in that. Not really. When you think of um, think of Bohemian Grove, right? Ooh, something to that owl. Yeah, Moloch. Yeah. What's his name? Moloch. Oh, jeez. Yeah. See, I'm already on that. Do you, uh, this is going to be one of my first immediate questions because you've just said uh, Bohemian Grove. Um, Alex Jones, what's your take on him? I ask pretty much all of my guests that question. That's such a curveball to throw at somebody too, because it's like it's Alex Jones. So you're going to alienate at least one half of the people. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, you know, it's not my intention half the time. No, 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 it's fine. It's a nice question too. And honestly, before um, what happened in Newtown and what happened kind of the way he portrayed the victim's families in Newtown. I thought Alex Jones was kind of fine. He had his conspiracies. Uh, he is the guy who, who did expose Bohemian Grove, so that's why you were thinking of him, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Didn't he, like, army crawl through the woods and get past security and, and get some footage? Well, obviously, there's uh, a lot of footage out there. Uh, well, there's one, a lot of footage, but it's a load of mismatched, cut-up videos now. Um, but obviously, yeah. his footage, his, he snuck in with a, an English journalist who sort of wandered off or something like that. And then obviously he was in there and then they watched the ritual of, and it was an effigy and a, of a fake child that was burning and whatever. And it's a weird, wacky video to watch, especially a bunch of like millionaires doing it in the middle of a woods and elites, so to speak. He's tough. I think he pulls on the thread like he sees them. Some of his ideas have a lot of substance to them. And he starts unwinding those threads. And then he goes full on Alex Jones and and his fears a little bit and goes a little crazy with it, maybe. Have you ever watched InfoWars? What's that? InfoWars, it's his, his show. I'm going to turn you up so I don't keep saying that. Uh, yeah, I've watched an episode or two of InfoWars, mostly clips when he's done something outrageous. But okay. he's, got a, he's got a format there. It works. It, it, it's watchable. I occasionally get, I, well, when I get the chance to, um, I'll tune in just to get sort of the latest of what his takes are on, you know, the current uh, narrative of the world, so to speak. Um, mm. It's always his one-sided thing, you know, but uh, a lot of the time is right. It's a weird he's, segue he's for yeah have you watched are you a fan of rogan yeah i used to listen to rogan all the time um and now it's more that i don't have time three hour podcasts a week (laughs) i used to love listening to neil degrasse tyson on there and just about anybody going he's got a good interview style he just be asked and he just has a chat and it works um alex jones going on there though with who's it brian uh, well, it was Eddie Bravo was the oh Eddie Bravo that was great. Uh, was then Tim Tim Dillon as well was the other one. Yeah, um, but I don't have any will towards the guy. It's just that he can get a little dangerous when he's you know when he goes too far. They the Newtown stuff left a bad taste in my mouth. Those yeah, people- yeah. He's been on a couple of uh, recent podcasts. Uh, the Flagrant, I think it's called Flagrant too, with uh, Andrew Schultz. 
Um, it's, that's, it's a pretty good podcast. It's pretty wild. He says a lot of, well, more latest wild shit on there. Um, yeah. As you can imagine. Uh, it's not quite been taken down off YouTube yet. So I'm not sure what's going on in your background. I can hear a lot of, um, it sounds like there's a Tron machine. Like it sounds very strange. It's like, I'm even doing my own sound effects now talking about Alex Jones. That's not good. That won't be easy to edit out either. I'm not quite sure what it was. So strange. I'm vibrating. Is it still going? No, it's only every so often. It's a bit, bit bizarre. Mm. Mm. Levy, yeah. It's a very loose, loose, loose show. Makes no difference. Yeah. People True. don't like it. They can skip forward ten minutes to uh, whatever's next. Is that a Stephen King box set I see in your background? I can just see I the word. A bunch of his uh, dark tower books back there. King Straub. Um, these are all his dark tower ones. The rest of his sets in the in the uh, basement collection. These are a few other horror writers that are pretty amazing. Here's one of um, Keelan Patrick Burke's, an amazing writer. He'll write stuff that'll make you think about everything. I'll have to Somebody uh, like you, keep you up at night. I'll have to jot that one down. Oh, he's amazing. Um, Hard Candy, I think, is one of them. Yeah, I think I've heard of that. This one over here is Kin, but uh, We Live Inside Your Eyes is a messed up one. And uh, he. Uh, he usually puts out an anthology around Halloween that, that's also outstanding. What's your time. favorite uh, King book? My favorite King book's got to be Salem's Lot. It's either Salem or The Stands. I'm one of those guys. I'm uh, yeah. rereading Needful Things at the moment. It's, that's uh, a good one. It's one of my favorites. It's very, it's a, it's a cool read because obviously there's like a lot of backstabbing and manipulation and pretty it's pretty devious like you know just like, oh i'm playing tricks and well mm. not quite tricks you know but the build-up to you know it's just such a good like it's a slow like progression and it starts to get a bit more darker and wilder and he's one of the few guys who can get away with going slow mm. starting slow Stroud can too actually um but you notice all the new guys their books are a lot smaller yeah <laughs> <laughs> These days, you've got to get right to it or, or it never, never happens. Have you heard of David Wong? No, I haven't. Ooh, you should give him a uh, good read. He, he writes horror, but it's a bit satire. Um, it's, it's a bit tricky, but it's it's quite funny. It's very humorous, dark, sort of, maybe sort of black comedy in a way. That's right on my alley. It's, it's, it's pretty damn good. I'll have to say that. Ooh. It's a good read. I've got a few PDFs of it. I'll just wail it onto you. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I've got yeah. PDFs of pretty much everything. Not that I bootleg stuff. Just putting that. Oh, we keep there. sending it to you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> on the show. <laughs> I should have probably said it that way. Hmm. Sounds like I've got like hard drives and hard drives of books. Uh, All right. They won't get in the door for that. Oh no. There's. Uh, it's the illegal streaming of the UFC. They're going to catch me for. No. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm joking about that one. Um, I don't even get a chance to watch it. But it was funny. Like Dana White. Yeah. He's the one who's going to come after you personally. Oh, will put, he's made threat. I do watch the UFC occasionally, and I've seen him make, make like legitimate threats to people. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was mad when they really first started doing it. Oh, yeah. He goes ape shoot. He spends millions and millions of his own, own dollars to uh, counter it, uh, especially lately because it's been the covid and now it's coming back with real audiences and they're obviously trying to protect you know their business and 
it is tough to swallow when you have two pay-per-views a month or something like that. They're 65 each and the card's not that strong. I get it. I get why people steal it. But yeah, at some point we when we start making real money, we gotta pitch in. <laughs> you know, I was on I was on LimeWire like everybody else back in the 90s. Yeah, not many people remember LimeWire. That was just full of the Trojan 32 virus. That's all it was. If you wanted the, if you wanted the Trojan virus, you go to that place. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that if you could go there now, you would still get it and probably fuck up all PCs because they wouldn't even know how to defend it. <laughs> it's such an old school, like, wow. that can't, You could like put it on an MP3 player and whack it into someone's computer and <sighs> gone. Uh, LimeWire was great. It was so fun. Um, <laughs> it was probably... Uh, it was, oh, it wasn't that. It was Napster. Do you remember that back in the day as well? Oh, I remember Napster. Um, Metallic. Was that Lars? Yeah. Went Napster? La- Lars Ulrich um, went to shut them bad boys down. Mm-hmm. Again, you can't blame them. A lot of money. Speaking of metal, if I'm going to plug somebody, I got to plug Todd Keesling. This is his um, Yellow Kings from one of his books, Final Reconciliation. It's about a metal band. Okay. Horror. It's good too. It's a good read. Don't give basically any more. We'll give it away. So, but it's called the Final Reconciliation. How can they? Oh, but do they play music in the book? If they, that's no, so but strange. I don't know if he's got like a side thing where you can actually mm. download songs because I know he jams. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure he's got a band at his disposal that he plays with. And there is on the back of the shirt. There's a song. There's a set list. Oh. I think it's more about the story about what happens at one of their yeah. shows after. And um, um, one of David Wong, Wong's books uh, called John Dies at the End. Uh, at the start, there's like a fake band called uh, like One Arm Sally or something. And they briefly do like a song in there, but it's just nonsense sort of screamo. Uh-huh. Uh, just like really mismatched lyrics. Um, but again, there's no real song of that. Oh, wait, no, the kind of is because it was a film. Huh. The movie, they probably did something with it. Yeah, no, they did. There was a movie and they, they played it in there. So but there is actually a song of that. Huh. That's, uh, it's amazing what you remember after 15 coffees at one in the morning. Yeah, that's got to be brutal for you over there because <laughs> if you have any Americans on the show, and I'm on the East Coast, what if you get somebody from California? Well, I uh, occasionally have to work the other side. But I do have to apologise because last time uh, we, we have to apologise to you and my listeners because this show would have been two weeks ago, essentially, or a week or so ago. Um, but I got bumped by one of my guests and then obviously it got later and later and later. And then I made, sent you a message and I was like, oh, this is going to happen again. And so the lightning didn't strike twice. Uh, you was waiting for me and I apologise. Uh, face yeah, to no face, worries. My face wife face said now. the same thing though. She said, you didn't get back to him. What do you expect? I was like, it was like three and a half hours ago. <laughs> yeah. In my she eyes, was on your side. It's uh, a lot can happen. I could have got a, a small show in in that time, but it was just because mm-hmm. I was waiting for somebody else. I'd had three shows that day. Um, oh, wow. was, yeah. I've got one after this. Won't <laughs> keep yeah, you too long. Wow. It's all, no, it's okay. It's all, it's all fun and games. Um, I got to ask you, I have a personal question about your, um, the avatar here behind you, the baboon with the third eye. Where did uh, that come from? Cool. Um, well, I sort of half drew it up on a piece of paper and then came up with a little idea and then passed it on to somebody else. The idea onto somebody else. Um, 
and they captured it through me just talking to a T. Um, but it's sort of like, hmm, well, I think that when we're fucked up and we leave the earth, it's probably going to be overrun by so like, you know, highly evolved apes again. And uh, obviously it's just like a, a little nod to Kubrick as well. Okay. The black cube in there and stuff. And there's some little, little right. bits in there. And okay. It's, uh, it's... You're a big horror fan movie-wise. Mm. Horror, sci-fi, pretty much anything. Um, tonight I was watching a good series. Uh, not to go off topic, but I was watching that uh, Murder Mountain, it was called. And it was a docu-series on Netflix about the uh like forests where they was growing like the medicinal cannabis and stuff like that during the legalization time and loads of people just get killed up there and go missing and it's a pretty fucked up wild like documentary to be honest um i just had a awesome. i just had a couple of hours and i was like mm, let's quickly blast this on while we research a million other things uh, it's spooky when they legalized it and those guys were about to lose their livelihood. That's when things started to get a little scary. Yeah, there was quite uh, a lot of that. Yeah. And there was uh, people, again, doing it illegally because, you know, they had to test all the cannabis and stuff like that for pesticides and then that would cost and then there'd be taxation there. It, and it just got further and further, you know, packaging. They had to then display uh, like a, the little CA logo. Uh, uh -huh. so even if they would had stuff pre-packaged they then had to take it all back throw that all out get it retested repackaged uh lengthy you know they were saying it was costing loads and then they would employ people and they'd rip them off and like they wouldn't then pay people there was two guys that were working there like trimming for a year and they just ripped them off <laughs> so, like <laughs> savagery you're not going to expect nothing back from that Someone took a year out sitting there with a pair of scissors. All fucking, argh. I've been there. Crazy. Not very fun. Um, as a writer, what's your process? Because um, Stephen King was one of those, you know, he'd drink and during the early days, he'd drink and, you know, chain smoke cigarettes. And what's your process? I've asked a few cigarettes. authors now. Cigarettes would help for sure. Uh, he even says that in his book on writing. I read that like 10 years ago that nicotine is amazing for writing. But it's a stimulant, that's why. But um, mine, I, a lot of people like to plot and plan. Um, I like to get the idea in my head and sort of go with it. And that, maybe that's why there's like so many mythological figures and historical figures in the first book, because it just sort of popped in and I let it. And then I just sort of wrote around it and saw how it went. And if it didn't suck, it stayed and that sort of thing. Um, they just, it just works. That whole first book just worked. It just sort of flowed. Uh, the second one's a little tougher because I haven't been thinking about that idea for 10 years, I guess. That might be it. Do you feel, mm, I want to put it in that way. Obviously, um, when you follow an honest story, you can either go two ways. It can either flow beautifully or you can almost try and outdo yourself and then it, almost in doing so fail because you've all, overwrote things or you've not followed the same style in which it first followed if that makes sense some people some authors do that you know if that, if that makes sense and that's a very weird well, the hardest thing for a guy who um or a girl writes a good novel is to write another one right now the pressure's on them and stuff i don't even know if the first one's good the audience has to tell me that but 
Um, I've noticed with the second one, I'm focusing more on the main character a little bit to develop him. Because in the, the first story really is um, plot driven, I feel. There's character development. It's all there, but it's more you can kind of you get taken away by the side of the story. Yep. And the first one, it's even written at a pace where it sort of allows for that. I don't use a lot of flowery language and massive descriptions in the first one. That's partially because it takes place in the Northeast, besides the parts that take place in the uh, afterlife. I'm going to call the, in the book, The World Beneath the Veil. But um, the second book takes place, it begins in um, Israel. Palestine. There's, an, there's a foreword in Syria, because that's where things progress or things kind of head. And that's a lot tougher because in my mind's eye, I don't know what that looks like. So I have to do a lot of research, see a lot, a lot of pictures, looking at a lot of pictures right now to make sure that I'm depicting the things I'm seeing or he's seeing the right way and um, do it right. Whereas I know what the woods look like in the Catskills. I know what the Adirondacks are like. I know how freaky it is at twilight when you're at Sage's Ravine up the mountains over here, 30 miles north and things like that. So that's easy for me. That, that, that makes sense. Um, again, writing about a different area is completely, you know, you've got, hmm, well, nowadays you can just Google Earth or VR. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that is true. Some, some aspect, you know, you almost have to uh, live the culture to envelop it and, you know, bring it into the tale and story. Mm-hmm. that makes sense but nowadays you can Thanks. sort of do that via online and this you know this it's crazy how connected we are you know in modern day times what i find nuts is that people don't use it no their social media but if i've had people ask me questions that's a 30 second google search just have at it learn something enjoy uh, it. do you want to give an example of that that's oh geez um having uh I had a kid ask me once about how the tides work, that he was trying to figure out how tides work. I said, I can tell you, but I think you'd probably be able to use that little computer in your pocket and figure it out really fast and sort of that went into it. And then actually afterward, the article came up about the moon wobble, that that um, article that was out recently. I guess every 17 years, the moon wobbles and yep. it makes the tides a little higher and whatnot. But um, so I learned something too from his Google search, but what is that noise? What Just like we have this at our disposal, you know. Are you, are you using an, an are you using an aux lead? Not no. I have the regular um, laptop mic because I was oh. worried. The only things I have are Bluetooth. Oh, that might be why. It's not. Uh, on. Just uh, some like feedback i've only just worked out what it is now it sounded like a robot to begin with but after really uh listening in it was a thingy yeah did you hear lately about the earth's core it's um sort of ex- well it's, it's like a sphere but it's like warping its shape just a little bit on one axis which is uh, that's that's a bit crazy you like uh if you think about that if it goes a bit too much one way you know we're essentially going to well maybe yeah you'd think would go with it you know the poles would maybe flip again at least you know? which you say would be apocalyptic not apocalyptic if the poles just randomly swapped right um they would it would definitely be bad bad saturday afternoon sort of thing it probably wouldn't be the end of mankind right man well, i don't know if that if the earth just kind of went whoop 
a little bit. I don't know how that would work mm. out. I think the rich would still survive. I think yeah. uh, <laughs> I think maybe Richard Branson, he'll be okay because he's now going to the moon. So, you know, he's going into space all the time. And uh, Is he going to head up there to the moon? Well, it's Richard oh, Branson. Yeah, he's just been up into like orbit, hasn't he? Essentially. Yeah. But he's going to go to the moon. Of course he is. I was saying my English. Now they're all one-upping each other because Bezos just went up. I didn't see any footage. I don't know if he actually did. Branson saw the video feed. Could have been CGI. And who knows what Elon's going to do when he decides he's got to one-up the two of them. Mm. Wow. He doesn't really need to because he's just trying to colonize Mars essentially in his own way. Mm-hmm. He's doing loads of wild you shit. Seen, um, his minimalist living style that he's been doing. <laughs> yes. And the, like, the cube about the size of this room, like 16 by 20 or something. It doesn't even wear shoes anymore, apparently. Oh, it's, really? Yeah, it's just walking around barefoot. <laughs> he, might have, he might be onto something there, Tim. Right. <laughs> yeah, but those little cube, uh, they're like plastic houses, aren't they, essentially? They're just tiny things. and You can't blame him. Um, yeah, I mean... I heard he gets paid in loans. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. You get paid in... Eh, strange. He even said that's how they get... I can't remember where I heard it now. But that's... He gets paid in loans, apparently. I'm not worried about him. He went on Rogan, smoked a joint, and uh, plummeted Tesla stock, bought all of it. It went back up next week he made a ludicrous amount of money that way and i don't know how much money he made from going on and saying bitcoin's bad but he tweeted out bitcoin's bad and it destroyed crypto i mean it was bound to happen soon right but i know well it's funny it a bubble. I'm, I'm, i've got some crypto and uh i'm currently suffering so i'm not suffering suffering because i'm still up but i'm not like a was. No, like <laughs> yeah, things were 300, 400% for like 15 or 20 coins for a while. It was getting crazy. Yeah. Uh, then it was, it was, uh, well, it was around the, that was around 420 because uh, there was all that hype and then the build up and it was the great 24 crap, 420 crash of 2021. It was a mouthful. Too many 20s in that sentence. But yeah, it was over like th- three days, I think. It just like went up a little bit and then bang, and that was it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we're still suffering, but I think it's still, the, I don't think the coins are ever going to disappear. Yeah. Uh, There's no reason for them to. It's, it's not just, like they're invalid or they're bad. They work, they do their jobs. Well, I mean, blockchain, the idea of blockchain, what I've read about it's smart. Probably would have helped us a lot with COVID supplies and things like that to block. Tech. Work out. For listeners who don't know, I guess um quick explanation of blockchain is it's a foolproof way to figure out high-low costs and supply versus demands instantaneously via this coin, essentially, right? Correct yep. from it's pretty yeah. much. So that's that would have been nice when people were looking for masks and ventilators and such. Yeah. It I mean AstraZeneca's stock price went up. <laughs> right. That went, you know, think about that. And Pfizer, that went massive. Uh, that doesn't surprise me. Pfizer. It doesn't surprise me that they tried to sneak in that, that third dose, too. So, oh, we need booster. And everybody's like, no, nah, I think you want some more money. It's fine. Everything's fine. Well, it's almost like a yearly thing now, as well, isn't it? That they're going to, 
you know, for it, not quite <laughs> yet because it's too it's too soon to go. Hey, you need it every year, but maybe yeah. within a, a few years, um, could be a regular thing. Who knows? Depends on what goes on with this thing, right? But I know Moderna's going to use the same tech um, to try to get like a big cocktail flu shot all in one with an vaccine. I know a lot of people are freaked out about that idea. I get it. <laughs> I love how we go from folklore to uh, <laughs> total segue into uh, well, it was a tangent and a half. Um, well, it's it's urban fantasy, so it takes place in the modern world, and you don't know if you're going into one of those facilities in the next book. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what kind of human experimentation might be going on? Well, that's quite a, a thing that people have always, cons- you know, made conspiracies about, and it's it's come about lately again with cloning, and uh, you know, there was a few years ago where people believed that Avril Lavigne was a clone. And then, remember that and then she's come back again lately looking twice as young as what she so bizarre like have you seen have you seen a picture of her recently no i haven't seen a pic i'm going to as soon as this you'll, is over you'll be shocked you'll be like that's imp- you'll go that's impossible mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not next edge like uh skin cream or anything it's crazy she did like a, a little promo for the Skater Boy song with Tony Hawk in a video. Mm-hmm. And that's that's all I've seen. And I was like, is this old? Is this the original thing? And I was like, no, because there's Tony Hawk looking the same as what he does now. But mm-hmm. Avril Lavigne looks like 30 years younger. <laughs> it was insane. I don't know how old you are, but I... I fall down like three feet and I bust something. I don't know how many are still skating like that. Uh, I'm 30, so I'm, I'm, all, I'm all good at the moment. Uh, yeah. I get a bit of a fucked up back from sitting in this chair a lot, but that's... You have to do some yoga when you wake up. Well, you have a kid too. That will mess up your back. Oh, yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's a toddler, so oh, he's uh, always wanted to jump on you and muck around and yeah, fun times. <laughs> it's a lot of bending at the waist. Yeah, well, I don't bend at the waist. <laughs> That's the worst way to bend. <laughs> yeah, I should probably stop doing that, actually. Based on your reaction, it just shows me how yeah, I am. I'm not, not quite bending at the waist. That's probably... Reach over and pick them yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's pretty... Rough. He's pretty big and big for two as well. He's just turned two, but he's uh, right. pretty big, which which sucks because he's going to be tall. I'm five seven, so I know mm-hmm. he's going to immediately be taller than me. Yeah. So how many years do you have before he kicks your ass? Is that what you're worried about? <laughs> well, I don't think that'll be the case. But uh... <laughs> worry about that with my oldest. He's a big boy, so he's three, three and change. And he's got a little swagger to him. One of these. Days. Me. <laughs> yeah you just have to uh, get that in now <laughs> joking there people we're, we're not yeah, child abusers you don't condone child abuse no absolutely not uh, it's it's so um, to be honest it's one of the only things where people go so crazy about but occasionally you do have to give your child a little tiny slap on the hand because they're going crazy you know um, there are people who uh, still do it Black on the wrist and stuff if they're doing something really yeah it's it's a level it's uh you're not still 
yeah. we still try to avoid that because we see it as a bit of a slippery slope. But um, we were yeah, we, yeah. kids. We were 80s kids. You were a 90s kid. We got the crap kicked out of us. That's the way it worked. We're yeah. just trying to figure out a different way. We're very Socratic. But he's getting smarter. That's the problem. So we're going through a line of questioning and he's like outwitting us. Oh. Ridiculous. He's outwitting you. Yes. He does this thing with my wife where she reads to him at night. You know, we're a big literature family. And um, he was getting her to read the same book over and over again. And she was going to hit him with three stories. He says, well, no, 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 hold on. You read the same story three times. So that's only one story. <laughs> so he's, he's already got us man <laughs> yeah that's uh that was pre-planned that was uh that was <laughs> very very self self-meditated how, how was he sitting there for about 15 minutes before this story just on his own because uh it seems like that's what he was doing sitting just there contemplating the next step yeah i see i see marston doing that He's he's not quite conning us yet, but there's uh, little moments where his uh, he gets he does get the better of us in ways, but just because he's very fast, uh, super super speedy. Um, so again, you know, you can leave a room for a split second, and boom, he's gone. His climbing <laughs> his climbing skills are the are the worst. Um, like you get like ropes shit like that he can do ropes which is uh like climbing walls like me and my family were all climbers so full, full on that um but like you can take him to like a climbing wall at a park pretty much a piece of cake <laughs> oh, yeah he's already doing bare walls <laughs> yeah that'll be like when he's four getting his fingers between the brick cracks nice there's people that do that now they're fucking nuts like there's people that he's... climb skyscrapers and Take selfies off cranes and dude are nuts. One guy, I don't think you can call it bouldering, say ropes. I don't know exact terminology, but one of the best climbers in the world just did one of the hardest climbs that's never been done. And I guess in the video, he's like jumping around like crazy afterward, and everybody's having a heart attack. So it looks like he's about to fall to his death, and he's just relying on the anchor to hold him while he's celebrating. Who is it, Alex Honnold? I guess I don't know follow it, but is that him? Like I I, yeah, I'd assume so. He's got the. If you look at the last two holds that he was on, it's on. You can't see what he was holding. Yeah, it's he's like nuts. Or something. He was on Rogan once. Oh, okay. And uh, there was a story about him free solo and up a mountain, and uh, half and, and he was going up there and he forgot his chalk. <laughs> and halfway up, there was two people climbing, and he was like, "Have you got any chalk?" <laughs> Because I forgot, because just... I forgot my bag, and then just grabbed the bag and then climbed up, like, oh and then le- and then left the chalk bag there. Oh, he gave, he left it for him. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is, later, that's crazy. You know, but to get halfway up, and if you you, I mean, I I climb myself nowhere near on that level. But if I was there, I have friends who do it, so I get it. But uh, I'm more dwarf than a climber. Yeah, just I couldn't under it. I well, I just couldn't imagine it. You know, just being halfway up on rope, and then some guy comes by you. Oh, I've left mine at the bottom, and you go, "What?" <laughs> Even, yeah, of course you can have it. Please don't fall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's crazy. There's some really scary stories that he's done. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's told, like even the uh, documentary Free Solo. It's mm-hmm. you know, it just makes you sweat. 
you know, it just physically makes your hands sweat talking about it. And <laughs> it's just horrible. Oh. Makes you nervous. <laughs> it's cool, though, about watching just ordinary people because you see their backstory, you see their human beings, and they're doing extraordinary things. And I think that's just the best. It's the best television. The only kind of reality TV I really like these days. We watch our little trash TV every once in a while. The Jersey Shore. All going to oh, you're a Jersey, Jersey Shore fan. Oh, we just, we needed sometimes to feel better about ourselves. We just watched them. We're like, okay, we're not like that. Oh, okay. Just what, was, that. what was it I was watching the other day that was, uh, it was like a sketch show. Um, and he was saying there's like a Warsaw Shore or something like that. It's like in the middle of Poland. <laughs> I don't know. I think it was, there was a show. Um, oh, I know the guy. He was in, um, <coughs> excuse me. He was in a Community. Do you know the blonde guy? Uh, the Soup by Joel McHale? Yeah, that's, yeah, him. Joel McHale, he's got, he's got like his own show. And right. he did like little bits in there. Uh, and he was mentioning about like what like it was, must have been weekly, uh, and he was mentioning like there was the, the different shores and taking the piss, and then he said that it goes to the, that different extreme that there's a Warsaw shore, which is bang in the middle of Poland. <laughs> there's, not even, there's not even a coastline for like whatever it is, X like amount of miles, and it's just like preposterous. <laughs> you get away it's with so, it, yeah. It's just so funny, like the. The 15 second clip that he did was just outrageous. Um, was he I, doing that in the US? Because, like, you already yeah, told yeah. you, at the geography. So, yeah, it was he, on Netflix. It was, they're uh, looking for Eastern Europe and things like that. That people think it's on the Mediterranean at this point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, till you walk outside the villa, <laughs> and it's just cliffs and <laughs> mountains. Boy. Yeah, deep forest there too, right? Yeah, that's well, that's air fuel. It's not that far from uh, the Black Forest, really, is it? I think my uh, geography might be a bit off there. I think the Black Forest is like Bulgaria, isn't it? Okay, don't know. <laughs> I think it's not not spun quite a few of these places because you know where the Carpathians big. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know where those are, but after that, I'm pretty much useless. Vigo was from there. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Ghostbusters 2 plug right there. Nice. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was a, uh, a uh, little Easter egg moment. There's um, a short story by Saki H.H. Monroe called uh, The Interlopers. They mostly teach it to high school kids. It's got that Shirley Jackson, the lottery kind of odd to it. A little punch in the gut at the end. Uh, two guys, do you want me to spoil it for you? Yeah, you can, no, you can spoil it. It's okay. All right. It's a quick read. And uh, two guys hunt are in the woods. One's, one's um, trespassing on the other's land for whatever reason he feels is valid. And they both come into sight of each other. They're about to kill each other. And then a tree, because there's a storm going, a tree falls and pins them. And they sit there, jazz. They drink a little wine together. They become best friends. And uh, they're waiting. And they see the search party getting closer. And as they get closer at the end of the story, you find out it's not the search party, but it's wolves. And that's how he ends it. Oh. And it nails you with it at the end. Well, that's a good, that's again, it's almost a segue itself because uh, wolves, vampires. What's your yeah. uh, thoughts on vampires? Because there's a lot of uh, graves, uh, you know, uh, 
there's, well, there's pictures of them and there's huge fuck off cages over them. And, you know, there's when they've looked in them, there's actual stakes in people. And, you know. Oh, yeah. You ever, you, you never seen these pictures? Over there? No, I've never seen no, them. Tr- well, no, this is like, uh, again, you know, we're going back to the, uh, the country of like Transylvania and oh, okay, so we're, east, we're eastern, to... eastern Europe and yeah, we're going to Romania. That's where the original Transylvania is. I know that because I have a friend from the town where oh. where Vlad, I guess, was and where that sort of origin came from for Bram Stoker. Um, but my thoughts on it are there's there's so much in so many different traditions there's there's a succubus there's an incubus there's sort of vampire in yep. australia the aboriginals had one you have, you have everywhere it makes you wonder you can sit there and say it's all crap but at the end of the day i don't know when you think about that kind of thing is there something to it i don't know well, i'm i'm uh, putting a wild theory out there that that's uh <laughs> Uh, do you know, like, again, we were talking about, uh, you know, fucking about with, like, genetics and stuff like that. Just it was a little two-second. Well, obviously, there's thoughts that aliens did that to us, you know, conspiracies. Um, and then there's a, another th- thought behind that that was there's depictions of, like, creatures back in the day that were part human or part animal and mixed like chimeras and right. the, they were basically the aliens mistakes so to speak um you know obviously they made humans and then they was just pissing around with other creatures and whatever and then you know we was fighting them and whatever and then there was the great flood which wiped most of them out and then maybe a couple left over and but then over tens of thousands of years you know these little tales and stories you know and depictions of things especially in egypt as well and you know greece and you know rome and shit like that you've got it all over that's now you're really in the nuts and bolts of the story this is the heart uh, beneath the veil and the whole valor well valor valhalla really has a lot to do with what the hell it's all about it's got, there's a big thread of that, but um, you're talking about the demigods, and then there's the watcher angels, the Nephilim, mm. you know that term, yeah, That's yeah, yeah. kids with humans, they're same concept as a demigod, um, half too powerful to exist, hence the flood. So, you're getting all of those in there. I mean, it's there, and it, who's to say you couldn't mimic that with genetic engineering these days, too, which would be kind of interesting if they were to figure all that out. Hitler was trying. Yeah, he was, he was doing some crazy shit. Yes, like he was. His um, what was the the, the supernatural um, group that he had? There was a a name that he called. There was a special name for them as well. Um, and they just literally right. just went around su- seeking out supernatural and occult shit. And you know, even that makes you think. And you know, they was looking into weird shit and. There was conspiracies that they'd contact been contacted by aliens. They were going crazy. They were looking for the ark. They they're yeah. holy, the holy grail. They were looking for the holy grail. They were going after the spear. Um, I don't know what, all the what they found. I know a lot of it made its way to the Vatican. Yeah, this is. I always think that as well. That the Vatican's got too much shit that we're never going to know about. Documents included. 
<laughs> oh, yeah. Well, their library is one of the coolest things to look into and watch about because they don't let anybody in. No, no. In advance, what you want to go see, they have to approve it. Yep. But you can. And um, so if you're just like, I want to see, see if you have this, they won't tell you if they have it or not. Cool. The, uh, custodians, I think they're called, you know, the people that look over it, they're, uh, mm-hmm. again, like weird people, like passed on, you know, in the family kind of deal. I've heard anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they let some jobs out to the public, but, you know, mm-hmm. not, for, not for the... You know, you can control them that central heating to make sure the uh, the books are at perfect temperature. You know that kind of job. But you right. can't go in there. You know, you need special access, level nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind exactly. of deal. You know, I don't know what they got there, but they probably know if there's vampires or not. No, well, you know they they've rewrote so much shit. I've recently started to reread the Bible. Because uh, mm-hmm. I want to piece together that and some of my own bullshit crap that I like to think about, just to compare it and maybe go, hmm, maybe, maybe, maybe there's start no harm some, in it. Maybe start some yeah. new conspiracies. There you go. <laughs> um, I mean, if you read the Quran afterward, if you do Old Testament, New Testament, Quran, it totally pulls everything together. It really does. It shows the triple layer cake that is the Abrahamic traditions, and um, it's awesome. To be honest, well, there's loads of scriptures and stuff as well. It's not just like the Old Testament, the New Testament. There's tons and tons of scriptures and stuff like that. So it's not quite as small no, as it's uh, believed to be. I mean, you know, even like, like the, the Book of Enoch lot, right? was a uh, yeah, the Book of Enoch was a uh, one of those, which was, well, you know, why did they leave that out? And then it's we found out about it. I think it was too, um, there was too much of the, they try to move away from like the pagan ideas. You don't get the golem. Yeah, yeah. The Hebrew golem isn't really in the Old Testament and things like that, but that was a big thing. Um, Enoch has, just, there's a lot of allusions to obscure angels too. Uriel is big in, um, in the book of Enoch as well. And he's one of the most obscure of the archangels things like that and i think i think that if you want to go into the dead sea scrolls you're going to have a ball because it really yeah, yeah. blast open all the all the cool stuff you want to think about well, <clears throat> it's just amazing how they was found you know just in a cave by chance because some kid was throwing stones and <laughs> right? it's nuts it could still be there it could be right. there in years 400 years throw a stone heard a smash let's go and have a look turns out you know the greatest fucking uh well it's probably one of the biggest finds you know to to, to modern day in a way one oh, of yeah. them the rosetta stone that's pretty big as you know as well big one. You, know, yeah. that. <laughs> you can't can't really knock that one without uh, the rosetta stone we wouldn't have a lot of what we know about egypt right yeah it would be doomed doomed that even then you know there's it was too uh I think it was an English guy or a French guy and his son that did that. Something like that. The crack, the coat, the Rosetta Stone. The crack, the okay. Coat. I'm not quite sure. It's a problem. I take taking that much shit, it's always overspill. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, just... There's a lot. As long as we don't pretend to be experts on it, it's all oh, right. No. Right? Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm an expert on conspiracies, but I just read too much and look at far too many documentaries that are meaningless. 
Yeah, that's true too. They do have some quacky ones. And they have ones that are intentionally misleading that I don't like. Um, but for the most part, I think conspiracy is healthy. I was super into um, harp for a while. Yeah, harp. I haven't spoken about that at all yet. Harp's yeah. a very cool one because that's real. Really cool. I mean, it's I think the facilities are real, right? We don't know if they're actually doing anything crazy with it, but there's Do you want a lot of videos. I've got a story about that one, though. Um, Let's hear it. Years and years ago, um, again, I think this is a, a fact, is it might just be bullshit, but if, uh, apparently they used a machine, <laughs> they, they used a machine um, just in London to clear the skies during Princess Diana's funeral during a song um and i'm not quite sure if that's true or not possible that sounds very um, much but that was the only reason that people also started to get on the conspiracy train of it because of that story i think it was to do with paul mccartney or something like that his his majesty yeah. of, uh, couldn't, uh, couldn't really say that in that setting but uh <laughs> All right. But uh, as far as the living Beatles go, Ringo, Paul. But um, um, I've never really been a big fan of the Beatles. Oh, nice. No. Uh, nice. I don't know. They, they're the good. Band. They're catchy. And I could imagine like what Beatlemania would have been like in a way, you know. I'm, like, I'm guessing so it would have been wild. We're too far removed. I mean, if you can listen to it and appreciate it in the same way you can listen to and appreciate jazz and enjoy that and stuff. But when I get into a mode, I listen to my 90s music because that's what's in my DNA. Yeah, I like a lot, a lot, a lot of 90s. Well, I listen to a lot of anything, really. I'm not going to say that Soundgarden is better than the Beatles, but <laughs> Soundgarden more, probably. <laughs> what about Smash Mouth? Oh, geez. <laughs> they're actually pretty good live okay. i went to a impromptu show and they were there um and they slayed it it was cool about energy like, kind of like a beastie boys show from oh, beastie boys would have been cool, man. Yeah. see that's that's i think that's all it is if they've got the energy to carry the show and it's a good show yeah makes no difference what's your yeah, thoughts about you like flat earth let's get into the wild bullshit let's have some fun <laughs> Flat Earth, I can't get behind them. I can't. Um, that one's too tough. I've seen the curve of the Earth. Yeah, like some crazy um, chip in me. Sorry, my lighting's gone really strange on my camera. So bizarre. Not that I use it much. But... For me? No, no, just for me. It just went really dark. Like, oh, yeah. Indoors, it makes no sense. <laughs> it did it, uh, focus on the uh, baboon chains a bit. Too. I wonder what happened. Well, more light coming in. I, I am. I'm not. A, uh, I'm not a fan of flat Earth, but Hollow Earth is a bit of a different one because there's like more chops. Yeah, there's like caverns and stuff. There's big caves. Ooh, if you like that, uh, Children of the Fang. John Langan's an amazing horror writer, contemporary horror writer. I've, read, I've heard that name before. Um, I wish I had the copy down here because the cover is cool as hell too. But it's upstairs because I finished reading it a couple months ago and I just let books like pile up on my bed. Um, Hollow Earth stuff he's got going in there. I'll have to uh, write that one down. Yeah. Uh, I'm of the fang. Yeah, I might have read some 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 of this stuff because the name rings a bell. <clears throat> Excuse me, the name rings a bell, but 
yeah, again, overspill. Have you ever read any of the, well, have you, first of all, have you seen The Last Kingdom? The Last Kingdom is with, um, that's, what's his face? The actor in it. That's the series, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of the guy who's retaking um, the UK from the Danish. Yeah, that's the one. Right? Yeah, I've seen him. I saw the first season. Have you read any of those books? I didn't even know they were books. I would highly advise them. If there's uh, in the name of my series, I should probably. Uh, yeah, it's uh, obviously the Last Kingdom series by uh, Bernard Cromwell. Okay. I think there's about 13 books by now. There's uh, quite a lot. I think I'm up to date. <laughs> there's, there's a, I might be, there might be a couple less. There's a lot. I'll, I know that mm. much. You like that type of storyline of the um, the Norsemen heading over? Yeah, they weave a little bit of, you know, fact into there and a little bit of bullshit. So it, it makes it a bit entertaining. Um, you want to do 70-30 um, on fact to bullshit with 70% being bullshit? Um, there's a great, if you're into the animated stuff on Amazon Prime, there's one called Vineland Saga. Yeah, uh, that's the, ah, uh, uh, see, I tried to watch it. Yeah. But it just, I don't know. It was a swing and a mess. Um, I think I wasn't in the right frame of mind at the time. Um, oh, it's awesome. It's heavy on the violence, not great on the story. Yeah, so, I know there's a, a, a the, the violence I was happy with. Um, it was <laughs> it's dubbed as well, isn't it? Which is, uh, I wasn't keen on the always dub. always do subs when it's like that. Yeah, I wasn't hugely keen on the, the, the dub version. Uh, well, sorry, gotcha. sub, the sub, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I probably should give it another go. It's just, I like, I like cartoons, but some animes, uh, they're a bit tricky. My, my partner the other one loves them, so they're on all, all the time. And I'm like, uh, another one. And all, they all look the same. It's just two guys fighting with special moves. What yeah. What is that all about? No, I hear you, that old shonen stuff. You've got to kind of get past it and get to the nuts and bolts of the story, right? There isn't, I don't think there is one. Every time there's a, every time I walk in, it's just like superb something. And then he'll do his yeah. move. Then there's another move. At end of this end of the show. I'll come in what again. Did you, um, same thing. Think about uh <laughs> the the good guys. What is it? Um no, it's not the good guys. What's the name of that show? Um something boys, the superhero one, live action show. Uh, they're all shits. Yeah, this I think it's just called the boys. Oh, yeah, the boys, right? Yeah, I've not got round to it yet. I've been recommended yeah, it twice. One. That's all right. That one and another mm. couple of good ones, but still. We see your name shows for hours. I think it was, I can't remember who recommended it to me. Um, have you seen Invincible? Yeah, that is good. Yeah. Like, I think we can drop the spoilers for that now. It's been out for ages. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> That's on, is it J.K. Uh, is it J.K. Simmons? Simmons, yeah. He's one of the best, man. When I heard his voice, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm locked into this. He, uh, the last Spider Man cameo, yeah, right at the very end. Ah, oh, it's so <laughs> annoying because I've watched the uh, Far From Home. Is it Far From Home? Because there's another one, Stereo, yeah, yeah, there's another one, something home as well. It's uh, coming out I'm soon, coming, but obviously, I'd, I'd watched that and then I forgot about the after credits, and then I'd re watched it about three weeks ago. And then I was like, oh, my God, that's fucking J.K. Simmons. <laughs> I was like, how did I miss this again? Like, no. Bring it back as much as they can. 
He's he's the only reason we watched that new movie that came out with Chris Pratt. Um, the like summer blockbuster thing. Yeah. Is this? I'll watch this. Sure. He's just he's, in. It's just something about him. You know. Yeah, he's good. Juno. Um, what was he in the UFO movie? Dark Skies. That was a good movie. Yeah, that was a sick movie. I watched that not long ago as well. Uh, that and you got a baby monitor now too, so you you've got that going on in the back of your mind. I'm sure you watching the monitor freaking out. Not really. <laughs> oh, dude, the curtain the curtain moves, and I'm like, oh, what's that? I'm fend for myself. I'm not going in there. I think the worst the worst film to to do that yet was years ago was uh, uh, the fourth kind. That was a good one too. With, the, but... with the weird owl looking creatures, that was a bit more of a cerebral one. Because that was uh, mm-hmm. based on true events, so to speak. When they they tried to make it seem real, the fake documentary parts seem real. They lost me a little bit. It's just like just own it. Just make it. It's fiction or it's not. Come on, like it. I saw that in the theaters a long time ago. There was a, another one I was gonna. <clears throat> I was trying. I got my fucking throat. This is a problem with coffee sometimes. Coffee and yep. milk. It's uh, it out. It's a cool mug. Yeah. Yeah, I need to get some some more mugs. I need to get like my own. That's what we need. I need to get one with like, monkey on it. It's just, a merch out there. I'd buy just, that. Yeah, cool. I'm going to get on that. <laughs> I'd buy that. I'll sell at least one. I'll sell at least. I'll, I'll see them <laughs> in, in three years' time. I'll be selling them for like fifty p each. Do you know the way people used yeah. to buy their own like CDs to distribute them, <laughs> and after they give them out and the stacks of them, I'll end up with like a hundred cups. Yeah, over order. I'll be I'll be le- leaving them in places like just giving them away, going going to restaurants and just putting them down and walking out. Your tip, casually. There's another series that um, shit that I I forgot about, and I was I'm now five weeks behind. Rick and Morty has been out for five for five weeks somehow, and uh, I didn't even realize till three days ago supposed to be some quality stuff too my wife and i same deal we just we just um found out too i don't even know how it slipped completely through the net um i think it's five weeks because we're on episode five only got yeah and i they do a wikipedia thing to see what we missed yeah um, they're very good one episode a week right on adult swim so that's why we don't do cable anymore for those kinds of people now uh, can't you do it online? Not like four streaming networks. Oh man, what you got? I do Netflix, Prime, Hulu, Disney, Disney Plus. Oh, Disney Plus. And brutal. I've heard there's loads of good stuff on there, but right. someone was recommending. Uh, said the dinosaurs were on there, like from back okay. in the day. I would watch that again. That was a good show, and that ended grim note, man. Hmm. Where the final episode of that show was the. Apocalyptic comet or asteroid came in. No, I didn't. I didn't That's how they that. ended the show. They all died. <laughs> you just broke my soul. Sorry. No way. Is that what happened? Yeah. Really? I mean, yeah, that show was oh. like, it was, you know, we were you young. That was an apocalypse? Yeah. I think so. No yeah. way. We used to do stuff like that to us all the time back then. Do you ever, you remember, um, I saw somebody talking about it today who framed Roger Rabbit? Yeah. Yeah messed up christopher lloyd gets rolled over with a steamroller in that movie yeah like what's going on (laughs) have you got around to watching the new space jam yet 
Space Jam. Yeah, I probably won't either. No, I've not yet. We're an over LeBron. Anyway. I'm not a huge basketball fan as it is, but um, <laughs> but college ball. They're still hungry. NBA is too much pageantry for my taste. And um, Jordan's always going to be the goat. I, LeBron's great. I'm sure he's amazing. Maybe better than Jordan, whatever. But in my mind, that's Space Jam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it. it's a shame that they are rebooting it in a way. Because you know it's going to happen, but uh, they I like the controversy when it came out about um, yeah Lola Lola Bunny is that the one? Oh yeah, obviously the girl. And, yeah yeah. There was people where every everyone complained, like straight people, gay people, you name it. Like every culture on the planet complained because they was making her flat chested, which was so bizarre. Like yeah, you're not going to please anybody with that. <clears throat> Yeah, it was one of the, it was one of the only moments where the whole world got together for a brief second on Twitter to just go to go fire at people. It was like, what what are you doing? Um, you don't want to be in the crosshairs to that either. If you come yeah. everybody on Twitter, there's so much hatred being stung around. I can't even go on Twitter without ducking and like you know, like okay, I'm careful in here. People are getting offended. Yeah, I just tend to uh, avoid that and just post random bullshit or I don't know. I was like, you're you're insulated because you own it. You're who you are. The people on Twitter who get into it are like, they the horror community um, recently got into it about what is it? Uh, trigger warnings on books and for audiobooks. Oh. And the people were like, "What are you fucking crazy?" Trigger sort of warning. That's the point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because that's more spoiler. So that's what they thought. I'm not giving my opinion because I don't want to start up this stuff again. And I didn't dive in when I saw it. Um, and on the other side was, you know, people who are saying, no, it's justifiable. There's people who've had trauma. So if you're going to have something horrendous happen in the book, you should give the disclaimer. It's like, I get both sides, but having a massive argument about it, like ending relationships, there were people who were like severing. Oh. It was crazy. How could you end your relationship based upon that? Like, that's oh, like a work nice. relationship like people i'm gonna get rid of my editor oh like uh, yeah yeah right like that kind of thing that's nuts right you know well, people <laughs> well i mean the few people i've spoke to you know it's a it's, it is a tricky industry you know publishing mm. and it's you know it is what it is i wouldn't want to do it um but i couldn't imagine like oh the backlash over horror books is if you don't like it just don't read it what are you doing i love about them in the past is well in, even still now they're still pretty solid it's a good group they're pretty supportive of each other and they know their stuff they know their roots they've got their carpenter god forbid they ever reboot the thing it's going to be talking about people hating on something i can't imagine them getting that right hmm. so, i don't know how um, they'd be able to reboot the thing that would be well they did they did it they did the second one didn't they in a way they did a Guillermo del Toro might be able to pull it off, but other than that, I don't know. He could. He could pull it off easy. Is he doing in? Uh, he's doing the Mountains Madness. What is it? The Lovecraft story. It is Mountains of Madness. Yeah, something like that. Um, he's doing that, and that's gonna be hard to pull off too. Did you see the Color of Space with uh, Nicholas Cage? That's a good one. What, how many movies has he been in this year? All of them. Some of them are gems, right? <laughs> some of his role, some of his roles are really good, but some of them uh, is just Ghost, Ghost Rider Two. Uh. Oh, bro. yeah, that was because he didn't pay taxes. Pay your taxes, kids. 
That's brutal. Battery's going low, so we're about to get the real view. You're getting you're getting moved. I hope it doesn't bug you too much. No, it's okay. And back over. You're not the this first reality behind me now. You're not the uh, first person to be on the move. I've had a guest go completely outside with his laptop and go and have a uh, smoke midway through. It's all good. <laughs> it sounds pretty cool. Get behind that idea. But uh, as far as all that stuff goes, I'm pulling off eldritch horror, um, kind of supernatural stuff. Anything psychological, super hard to pull off correctly. And the thing was definitely psychological. It's uh, one of Kurt Russell's best films, though. Probably is. I don't know. That overboard for me. I'll talk. We're going to throw something at me. <laughs> I'm Kurt Russell, for sure. Escape from New York, right? Big Trouble Little China. Come that on. was the next one I was going to mention. That's an amazing film. Like, it's so funny as well. It's, it's humorous at the start with the, the three ninjas and they're all doing weird shit. Like, <laughs> so fucking... But it's such a bizarre film. It's so weird. Like these little scenes are like outrageously funny. But you're like, this is a this is an action like sci-fi horror in a way. It's yeah, such a weird caliber of film. Whoever was pumping money into that thing must have gotten nervous at some point. Wait, wait, it's gonna float and have eyes all over it. What <laughs> that sort of thing? There's a, oh. there's a that guy. You're a Cronenberg fan? I'm trying to think of... David Cronenberg? David Cronenberg, director? Yeah. He did... Um, oh, shit. He did The Fly for a start. Oh, God. Okay, yeah. Um, the Fly. Scanners, I think. Uh, Scanners. So this is this is why. These all came out when I was like the body, two years old. Did the body go films. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I'd definitely say I'm a fan, though. I love The Fly. Quality one. Vintage Goldblum. What about B-movies? Because obviously that's kind of low budget. We're blockbuster generation, so I was I was going into blockbuster, picking up, like, Thanksgiving and those movies and going home and watching them with my five friends. He's a stand-up comedian now. He was so funny to watch those damn movies with. He would rip into Tom Sizemore for some reason all the time. I don't know why. <laughs> Was he a comedian comedian? He's a comedian comedian now, yeah. I don't want to make this kind of publicity. <laughs> Dan St. Germain. He's funny as hell. Um, he's got a couple albums up on iTunes. I was like looking into comedians because uh, I'm a huge he's comedy good. fan. You like him too. He's gritty. He's got some funny, funny, very humor. Have you ever watched Kill Tony? No. That's a very, it's like a very good podcast. Okay. Very good. Um, YouTube drops every Tuesday morning, something like okay. that. For me, it does anyway, because that's when I'm getting up to watch it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I strategically get up to watch it. Um, but they obviously Tony Hinchcliffe, obviously the comedian, oh, um, and Brian Redman. Um, they just do like a sort of podcast where they have like guest comedians on on like a panel and then they'll have like someone come on and do 60 seconds and then they'll like interview them and whatever it's pretty cool it's very very funny uh especially especially when it fails you know and you get like homeless people come on and shit like that it's yeah there's a murderer on there once it was crazy what yeah all right so 
I can imagine that probably caused him a bit of a lead. Some, something like that. I think he was a murderer. Some crazy, crazy, crazy shit. But the show's been going for like years, so you can't not expect it to happen. Yeah. No, not in this day and age. We always... Tony Hinchcliffe, though. Last time I heard him on a podcast, he was with Rogan. They took mushrooms, got on a plane. They were in first class, and they did like a three-hour podcast coming back from a UFC event, uh, maybe in Korea or something. And they were just out of their minds. He was, he's funny, though. Did you hear of the, uh, the Rogan and Duncan Trussell when they went to do the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> they did the Center for Disease Control of the CDC. God. They went no. they basically just got super high, talked for like four hours or something in the departures lounge whilst waiting for their plane, and then went mm-hmm. to the CDC super high. Uh and obviously then had to do just walked around the CDC, like where the plague is and all that shit, high as fuck. And there's people walking nuts. around in spacesuits and like a wild, like it's that's crazy. Yeah, it'd be one of the places you'd love to go just to go, oh, you know, yeah, anthrax is behind that door and whatever. Yeah, and... I'm good, I've read the stand, I'm fine, <laughs> I don't need any more of that. What do you think of the, the new stand, the remake series they did? They, I, what I like about it is they, they made like they had a plan, right? And they stuck to it. They went, we're going to cut out the beginning. We're going to start here. We're going to focus on these things. We're going to get Sarsgaard, which was a mistake. Um, <laughs> sorry. Uh, you ever, the only he, thing that did it for me was Skarsgård. He, uh, you he liked him it. in it? Yeah. Oh, he, when he was at the end, um, the only time I felt like he was in character as Flag was at the end with the lightning and all that going on. That to me was Randall Flag. Um, and that's probably because I'm a Dark Tower fan. He pops up all through yeah, that series. Yeah, he does, yeah. The Man in Black. Um, yeah, Man in Black, Martin O'Dim, all that. He's, oh, he's got um, loads of names in that, yeah. There's a few. He's good. He's like this, this sort of... Ooh, I think we've uh, lost contact there. <laughs> Hello. Hmm. Technical difficulties. We can wrap up though. I know you got another show. Yeah, no, we're all you know we're all, we're all good for a, for a little bit. My show's not to for another. Mm, like I make sure that I leave four hours in between the gaps, just because uh, my longest show has been four hours. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that was uh, that was with a game show host. That was a crazy oh one. A lot lot of topics. Uh, yeah, Scarsguard. I'll just cut this straight in, which is easy. That was uh, was too much talk about the uh, the walking dude. Then that was the problem. Oh yeah, was to- too much talk about him. He was using his mysterious powers, and that was it. He uh, yeah. altered altered shit through the multiverse and fucked up Zoom. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what it was. That's what it was. But you defended him, so I'm glad he let us come back on. That's probably because that was the saving grace for you. My, my defense. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a shame that they, uh, I mean, you made a good point that they just cut the start because it's not really needed. We knew what was going on. You know, you could yeah. tell in, in modern day times, you don't need a 40 minute backstory about how it got out because human stupidity 
solves that issue, you know, in the first <laughs> few seconds of the film. We've had a few of those incidents in the last few years, for sure. What, it acts of human stupidity? Yeah, I would say, right? Mm. You can do anything. Well, With, um, we're just watching uh, the Gulf of Mexico on fire, right? I think that qualifies. Mm. The methane burning. The methane? Um, there was an oil rig out in the Gulf of Mexico, and I guess there was a methane leak from the pipeline. There was just this big circle of fire in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico. They're burning off the methane. Burning it off. Yeah. And you're just watching these boats circling this fire in the middle of the ocean. It's nuts. It's so funny when you hear that they have to burn it off because it's like, how long is that going to take? They've got, they've got, they've had one in the middle of like the desert that's been burning for like 30, 40 years or some shit like that, haven't they? As well. Easy. I don't know. They might have one. I know Russia's got a big one. That they've had coming for a long time. That might be the one. Yeah, well, think about all the crazy shit they've had near there, you know? <laughs> Imagine all the crazy people they've thrown in there. <laughs> crazy people. <laughs> Maybe not even crazy people, all the crazy shenanigans of throwing people in there instead was, of balconies. I was watching uh, a documentary the other day. Uh, well, it was with my son. It was just like it had animals on there. And it was like, might have been like Natural Planet or something like that. I don't know. And it was then talking about this um, alien-like desert because of like the heat and the sulfur and shit like that. And like big pools of acid and it just looked alien-like. And I was saying all the missing bodies in the world are probably in there. Like, you may have seen shit. It's like (laughs) instant dissolvable. It's like boric acid everywhere and it's crazy. Like, be a good way to get rid of some dirty laundry. <laughs> you got any th- thoughts on uh, Antarctica? You seem like you might know a little bit about it. Well, about um, the like, Nazi bases and stuff. Yeah. Like, Concepts, uh, I don't doubt it for a second. <laughs> it was sort of the moon back then, right? Yeah. No one can own Antarctica as well, which is strange interesting treaty but um doesn't stop us from just planting flags and starting bases up right yeah i mean they say that they that they're now monitoring you know global warming and shit like that but i don't quite think they was doing that when the germans were there because they didn't really know about it probably not but they don't have um they don't have definitive proof there's a great youtube uh channel called um bedtime stories it does a good one on Antarctica and the, the German, uh, I, maybe it's a destroyer or something that wound up there or was warding people away from there. Um, I don't know which country's Navy had chanced upon it, but they they did. And it may, may have been Australia. And um, there was just a destroyer hanging out in the waters of Antarctica and they got close and they got maybe a shot across the bow and a warning over the radio and they figured out it was German and all that. So... Did you ever hear the uh, Admiral Bird story? I have not. About him, there, there was a pilot called Admiral Bird who flew over Antarctica and then flew into a big hole, apparently, and then went into the Earth. Um, and obviously, there's, there is a hole in Antarctica, but maybe his story is a bit bullshit, but you don't know. Hmm. But apparently flew in there, <laughs> met some aliens, and then they lived down there. 
which is a, you know, it's a strange. Can't discount it. Can't discount it because the Tic Tac video came out and they're, you're tracking all that stuff that they've, this thing went from eight, what is it, 80,000 feet to 50,000 feet in a second, accelerated to 1,000 miles an hour in like a second, went into the drink, right? Then it hit the yeah. water. Yeah, it went straight in. Once you have that, you can't say no to anything. So that bird may have flown into the hole. <laughs> Recently, though, in this country, said they're starting to test um, underwater drones that can come up mm. in the air and down, which is quite right. funny. You know, all of a sudden, they're going, well, we've got these drones that can do it. Well, yeah, why don't you say that when you made them, allegedly? Yeah, uh, there's a lot of uh, patents out at the minute. Uh, the, the Americans have patented some sort of weird UFO type craft, which is it's very strange. They're flying without using lift. That's when you know we've we've reached something new, right? Well, they can't. Yeah, I think it's maybe uh, the stuff yeah. with Elon may, might just be a show. Possible. From watching the Falcon 9s land and stuff like that, though, you can definitely say that there's some shady stuff going on with their cameras all the time. <laughs> ground videos now for that, though. You, those things are going up and coming back. Um, and he did the Falcon heavies. The coolest ones lately have been the Starship, though. Yeah, that's cool. My kid. It's cool. And then watching it fail and blow up, it's been cool, too. <laughs> I like how uh, Eddie Bravo was always saying there was just CGI, like all the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's he's picture. a hell of a jujitsu guy too, man. But he is yeah. out there with some of his ideas. He goes, he goes like, you're like, okay, I, I'm with you, I'm with you, and then he just launches into another stratosphere. <laughs> he's uh, all in, which is the right. Is all in. That's kind of that's why I like reading these stories. These aren't about what's going to happen on Thursday, you know. I like fantastic stuff those ideas are pretty awesome even if he truly believes them that's one thing to each their own right yeah conspiracy theories well true when you when you write um obviously stephen king does like a it's kind of got a multiverse in a way based around maine um obviously with your with you writing a trilogy have you ever thought about doing some sort of mythology sort of ethos behind all that I'll lay the seeds. You gotta be good. And yeah, I hope it's very it's good. Yeah. yeah. Takes um, a while. Uh, yeah, I mean there's there's little cameos, it's in the Tommy Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. There's crazy little paragraph, right? He's it's just there. He's in, yeah, he's in um the Kennedy assassination book. I always get the title wrong because I never remember the damn date. Um it's 11 27 63 yeah or 26 the day that um there's a little cameo from it in that too but he's sleeping when the guy goes through darian maine um children of the corn references um the stuff in the woods as well which is yeah. a strange one pet cemetery does as well sorry yeah um, pet, pet cemetery's got another great one too it's got um an allusion to insomnia and he names yeah. after the fates the three fates so you get um or is it insomnia no insomnia has an allusion to pet cemetery it's like Gage's shoe yeah there's characters as well there's a lot of them that show up um like he uses yeah. the um what's the place called juniper hills 
thought there's mm. a couple of people that reoccur that get mentioned about uh, I think a couple of them are in needful things that gets mentioned and there's a bit of a nod to like Juniper Hill there where you know even uh Henry Henry Bowser um it's got a scent there and you know it and stuff yeah. like that you know is it Bowser Those are good ones and to be able to pull that through a horrendous drug and alcohol addiction uh, to be able to keep that thread going with all of his stories, it, that takes a lot of talent. A lot of talent that a lot of people are never going to ever be able to reach. Um, there's some good writers today, though, that have a mythos. Laird Barron, I talked about earlier, has one with um, Old Leech. Is his, it's like a deity. Um, there's a couple of sort of Lovecraftian sort of gods. that. Yeah. Through. But he's doing something cool right now. I don't know what he's up to, but I know he's tying in. He's got this detective-style um, series of novels that he's writing um, that really had nothing to do with his mythos, but you're starting to see the threads there kind of now. Okay. Interesting location. So he's starting to tie them in. And it's just talent. Um, if you throw as many myths and and things like that at a story as I have with this series, it's going to be possible. And if it's worthy, if it's a story that keeps itching and isn't dead after the third book, it'll come back in some way. There's... Um, there's also, so in the first novel, there's an, an influx of demons into the Northeast when um, one of the antagonists, Lilith, is trying to get rid of the main character. That's about as spoilery as I'll get with it. And um, I don't have, it's 90,000 words, the novel. So that's about as hard as you can get. So I can't get into all the crap that's going on in the no. world. This hiker, what happened when this guy got home, what was happening in his garbage can. So I've already got that idea to write a, a short story anthology about maybe a couple of entities that got up to no good sort of thing. And we'll see what happens there. Um, so there's the thread of it. Maybe there is a mythos coming out of it. Who knows? I always like to ask it just because people mm, sometimes brush over it. And it's it always draws people. It's it's kind of, it draws what's what draws me to Stephen King quite a lot, because you just never know when one of those little snippets you know like an easter egg you never know when it's going to pop, pop up again and it always even, always tends to right um even in the dark tower when roland's right there he's almost at the tower and he and jake get going to that cabin and who's in there um you have one of those things like the outsider like it like it feeds off of an emotion sort of thing yeah the drag is it for the one from Des desperation it, was it that, tack Tack. Yeah, the tack. Um, I think it's that. him because mm, he pops up with that sentence pops up quite a few times as well, which is strange. It occasionally pops up really randomly as well. Like he's one of the is he one of the wardens of the Crimson King? Mm, something possible. Problem is, I, I need to reread the Dark Tower. I haven't read them for Lani a while now. It's <laughs> 90s when I read the first four. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a while for me. They're just so long. You have to really strap yourself in. And if you get it as an yeah. ebook, you're done because you've got, well, I think it could stack up to about a thousand plus pages on an ebook. <laughs> Love your nook or whatever you got. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I use my phone literally. So I, I'll just use like, I'll just use that. 
Yeah, that's tough to read on. That's hard on the eyes. Yeah, I'm a, okay with it? I'll put my uh, font up a little bit and then I can just bang. I'm a pretty fast reader. Yeah. Um, pretty, pretty speedy. Uh, it's a very good skill to have reading, uh, especially if you need to do researching, fast researching. And you have to with your many guests, right? Yeah. What, uh, what demons do you believe in? Do you believe in demons? I, I mean, I wouldn't say, would you believe in demons, but you... There's like a good and bad that people believe in the world and you know all this shit. We have yin and yang, right? So you get you go back to Tao and Confucianism, and it's always gonna be there, that that sort of cosmic struggle between light and dark sort of thing. And then I think the fun part of trying to figure out where we fit in into that. Are we in the center? Do we get to choose? Are we a tipping point sort of thing? What's free will? All that. So I think I think that they're there. They could be just a part of us, just part of the stories that people used to tell their kids to get them in before the sun went down. Yeah, <laughs> sort of stuff. The bunyip is in the book. Um, the bunyip was something. I don't know why they made up the bunyip though to keep their kids away from the water in Australia, because all you have to do is say there's saltwater crocodiles in there. Yes. Yeah, nothing- <laughs> even even if there was some, uh, well, I mean, crocodiles are just a different league. Yeah. Minute, especially in like florida and shit Whoa. big big ones down there they um like maybe the the bunyip also would punish people for polluting the rivers so that might be a part of it hmm. um, maybe that was part of why they decided that aspect in for their for their kids but most of those folk tales are really just cautionary tales about how to behave to not get killed or not be you know not be a schmuck and yeah, yeah, life lessons. The demons are just reflections of what we are. Who knows? It's like I, uh, like Aesop's fables uh, and like the fair, oh. old fairy tales and stuff like that. A lot of them have like pretty moralistic, you know, tales woven into them, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of those stories are dark as fuck as well. Like fairy, the fairy Grimm, um, those stories. You know, you, you ever read any of the uh, originals there? The originals are dark. I remember the original Cinderella too. Like they, the stepsisters are cutting off their toes to jam them in that slipper and all that stuff. I remember those things. It gets pretty dark. Um, Hansel and Gretel alone is terrifying as hell when you think about it. Yeah, in the woods, eaten by a crazy old witch. They abandoned them as well because it's poor. It's crazy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's <laughs> couldn't, like, couldn't afford their kids, so they left them in the woods. It's not, and then they, they try to pin it on the stepmother in the modern version. It's her fault. The dad didn't really want to do it. I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. We yeah, knew what, we knew where but I was pinning that blame. As far as like, I can't, if I saw a ring of death's head mushrooms, I would in it. Like, do I believe in demons? Do I believe in fairy folk and things of that nature? Um, it's, I mean, Keelan Patrick Burke makes it real too. When you read those stories, you start to really think that they're out there. <laughs> you really I do. mean, it's a strange one to ask if someone believes in it because, you know, it's like, do you believe in ghosts? But if you go, do you believe in demons? That's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's tough. <laughs> it's I mean, it's paralysis. Yeah, yeah, there's it's... a lot of different areas you can go into where a demon might be where, right? So there's, I have to say, I was going to have to like, you got a gun to my head. I have to give you an answer. I'm going to go with yes. Uh, to what extent they exist is a different matter altogether. Is it metaphysical? Like, are you on a different plane of existence? I don't know. 
you know, even like inner demons, like, you know, with all these sin, well, Scientology says, you know. <laughs> Stealing the, from the old, um, yeah, but all these, from the anti, you saying? Well, obviously, Scientology just says that obviously they sucked up all these bad emotions and then they flooded out into the world and then went into people, you know? And that's almost yes. like demons and bad energies and it's the same kind of thing, <laughs> you know? Not like, not like hell, Hellraiser demons or anything like that. We're not, I don't think the Cenobites are real. Not the guy that steals from the goodwill dude with the, like those kinds of demons. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you know, people have inner demons, but they could be like physically. You know, I don't know. If if it's if you've seen the film, uh, oh shit, what's it called? It's got Denzel Washington in. Uh, That's a good one. It's, it's Fallen. Fallen. Yeah, you know, like that um, kind of demon. You know, you know, the namesake Azazel is also a character in the book, um, and he's a jumper in Fallen. Um, and they do a good job in that movie too, of making it freaky. Great twist ending too, which we shouldn't spoil for the people who haven't no. seen it. Nobody knows about Fallen. Fallen's a hidden gem. John Goodman's in it too. Yep. If you don't have anything to do tonight, find that movie. Fallen. Fallen is a. It's it's a. Uh, even the the little door. It's the doors, isn't it? That do the the song. Like, Time so, yeah. is on my side. <laughs> it's like, yeah, they, they nailed it with that. That and like Mothman prophecies and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. You could watch those back to back to back. It's cool whenever you in that film as well. Whenever you'd hear that, you'd know what's going on, and then you'd get that yeah. like weird little red sort of vision. I don't want to give too much away. Yeah. Yeah, true. Um, as far as like things like that where you can be possessed, that's so Christian. That's like all Christian. So I don't know how much of that is um is in the older traditions because christianity is not terribly old compared to the eastern ones oh, no. and things like that there's a lot of people who think jesus went for a walk uh to india to learn buddhism and Hinduism, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, like some shamanistic things and then he came back with like the full picture in his head sort of thing it's a lot of people missing years anyway of, of his life which right <clears throat> <clears throat> There's oh. the Dan Brown. He went and had a family. There's the, <laughs> the other people like that. Yeah, he's like, I'm Mary Magdalene. You're not so bad. <laughs> well, obviously, uh, it, it was just a carpenter for those years, wasn't he? That's what he was. He was just busy yeah. making Chester drawers and, you know, setting up the IKEA of the of the Jerusalem times. <laughs> people will come far and wide for his uh, handmade goods. Yeah, exactly. His wicker, bas- his wicker baskets were second to none. They were. That's what I've heard. It's a nice add-in right there. Yeah. Um, I don't know, to be honest. It's tough with that question. There's so many different traditions with so many different types. I mean, even like the Chinese, have, they have demons and stuff. You know, you spoke about obviously different countries. There's like China has really strange demons. They're like... I mean, they have some cool ones. <clears throat> yeah, they, have, they do have some cool ones, but most of them are all, mm, they're kind of strange and hella scary. Like some a little weird... scary. They have a lot of, um, they're really into the mental games. If you just look into the Chinese New Year, everything has to do with something coming to kill you. <laughs> Fireworks are, and the color red are to ward off a monster that was supposed to show up every New Year and rip apart the village. And they like couldn't figure out how to stop it. Some old guy shows up and says, no, nah, just make loud noises. He hates that. They solve that problem. 
um, demons are coming and giving kids bad dreams. Yeah. Money in under the pillow for the kids. Same for like the Jap- Japanese as well. It's, it's the same. They have, they have quite a lot of uh, like water demons and weird like, excuse me. I can't think of any now to mind. Uh... And Tengu. Tengu is a big one. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Also in the second book. And Tengu looks an awful lot like an angel um, in some of the artistic renditions. They have the pictures of the wings and stuff. Um, they have there's a poem with one. Yuki Ona. She is like a winter one. She frees you to death. Um, they have a ton of the ones that they made into the movies. The Grudge. I forget which one. Yeah, that, that was one of the ones I was thinking of, but I couldn't remember the original name do you know don't know if this is a, is a real one but what about aku <laughs> samurai jack <laughs> oh nice no the the main bad guy my would kick my butt right now for not on that immediately he's the biggest samurai jack fan yeah that was that killed it samurai jack that was one of my uh favorite animations that was a so you watched oh. me back out right so they got in new episodes recently didn't they oh yeah they had well, they finally closed it, so to speak. Wow. They made, mm, I think they did 10. Uh, it was okay. Um, the originals were, well, the originals were good, but even then there was like some side stories that didn't really follow yeah. on and some of the characters were a bit shit, you know? But That's Old school. Hmm. I mean, old school. The writer was like our age. No, younger. He was like in his twenties when uh, we were watching his kids, wasn't he? Is he younger? Uh, I saw him on Adult Swim. They showed a picture of him once when I was like seventeen. Was like, that's the guy who made Samurai Jack. Yeah, he's. Uh, oh, he recently did another one as well called Primeval, which was. Oh, uh, I did see Primeval. It makes sense with the animation style. What's his, his, uh, I, I want to say is Ukrainian or. Polish. He's from. Uh, it might even be Russian. It's from somewhere. That's probably why I can't remember. His name. Listeners crazy with all these hanging uh, thoughts. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what, I, that's what I love about the show. People uh, will have to do the research themselves. Google it, guys. Use the phone. Use the phone. I mean, you said it yourself <laughs> earlier. People, people ask too many questions. Well, we don't provide that. I like the questions. I just think that, like, it's um, don't leave them unanswered. You've got the means, and you should have the the, the ability to sift through the bullshit too. Like what's what's viable and what's not, and if you don't, you probably know somebody who does. Then you can ask the questions. I get. Yeah, there's probably not many people who don't know, uh, so, like who that guy is when listening to my show. They'll, they'll yeah, true. It's my uh, fan base. I'm sure probably is very niche you know there's not many people that like it well there is but there's quite a lot of people that like cartoons and supernatural shit and mm. whatever but hmm, how many people can put up with listening to me talk for x amount of time or not too bad i was trying to get a feel for the format um some people have like a strict sort of show yeah um, and um i was you know Taking a listen to yours and the conversation-based ones, and people who just give a shit and just talk about what they're interested in. Those are the best podcast. Well, the reason I just let it flow is because it's just a conversation that way, you know. And you get to know people, and you're not structured. And I mean, this, you know, I'll still do some research and get a couple of notes, 
most of which are on, you know, these pieces of folded notes, post-it notes. Yeah. But it's just, just you know, like a long-form, loose conversation. Yeah. Um, you can talk about anything. You never know what might pop up. So full of surprises. You just don't know. Which and you also get, you get re real people's opinions on things as well. If you go into a show preloaded, knowing what's going to gonna happen, yeah, a lot of people mm -hmm. uh, can put on that fake shit. That's true. I'm yeah. going to lose five female listeners that you were uh, talking about in the last episode I listened to when you hear me bash on Skarsgård and say, ah, I'm coming with this guy right away. <laughs> yeah, my female one goes up, a little bit up and a little bit down. It's it's a very strange uh, one. That's, I don't know what they're listening for. Uh, well, they haven't found you yet. The yeah. uh, the ones that are going to like the show. Yeah, they're, they're, they're somewhere. They're, they're somewhere. They're in like a dark room somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> they're there. They do, they're, I don't know what they're doing. I couldn't imagine. They're probably folding up pieces of tinfoil to make into a hat themselves. There you go. Sitting, the, sitting in the dark playing with Lego or some shit. Some of it makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> as long as they're not stepping on them. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine. It's the worst pain a human can endure, stepping on a Lego in the dark. Yeah. Well, uh, I think we're about at uh, hmm, almost two hours. So I think yeah, we're probably, getting there. I think we can uh, literally almost round it up. Uh, All right. Well, it's been a very fun conversation. Um, it's been very fun. Um, I'll have to come on. Well, uh, you haven't got a podcast. Damn it. No, I don't, but I'll, I'll uh, hit you again when uh, the second book's coming out and try to talk your ear off for another two hours. No, absolutely. <laughs> um, you need to get some headphones and a, like an, even a gaming headset. Um, yeah. They're cheap cheap and cheerful, and they work very well. Is this going to be well. too specious sounding, too much echo? Yeah, there's, there's been a lot, of, a lot of echo, but it's okay. Uh, yeah. Makes no difference. People will still listen. We don't give a shit. All right. I hope so. <laughs> um, but I've yeah, had, I had to I've read. Had way worse. Yeah, uh, but listen, where can people follow you before I uh, close it up? All right. So the book launches in October. October 11th is the soft launch date. Uh, looking like we'll be able to hit that, that goal. So um, if you want to keep up on all of the myths, folklore, things like that, that are going to pop up in the book, you can head to the website, readcurrents.com. Sign up to be on the email list. Um, I'm going to do some giveaways. I'm going to send out some signed editions. If I do blow, you'll make some money to retire early. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and just if you like these kinds of stories, they, they pace well. They're authentic. It's character-driven. Um, the first one's kind of plot-driven. It's getting character-driven. You can enjoy characters. Good answer. And yeah. I'll, I'll have to take one of them signed, signed books. I'll happily pay for it. Um, it's one thing. It's one thing I'm personally doing. Every author I speak to, I want, I want, I want a book. I want a whole shelf of just all, all guest, right. just all guest books. I'll uh, pay for the shipping and all that shit and the the, the book itself. <clears throat> um, something again that I'm personally doing. Just I've got do you this. want the um, the advanced reader copy signed edition? That's that's where people really get. Oh yeah, on the antique road show, the they like goes out of the, the chest. What's this worth? How do you know that? Show? That's the, <laughs> that's the most English thing I've heard so far by an American. There's been oh, okay. Love Island, Geordie Shore, uh, EastEnders, but I've not had a um, Antiques Roadshow yet. Okay, 
<laughs> I'm glad to be the first. <laughs> it's a good note to end on, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, this has been the uh, Post-Human Podcast. I've been your host, Tim Turner. Tonight we've been here with Martin Kearns. Take it easy and we'll catch you next time, people. Okay. Oh, wait a minute. I almost ended up and then I didn't want to.